Welcome back to another episode of Reddit Talks Clash. My name is Spencer, and today I'm joined with Sam and Congressman Cool Rick. Before we get to anything, I do want to start off with some Clash trivia. Just for uh, Sam and Rick and anyone in the comments, too, if you want to participate. Okay, I feel like me and Rick shouldn't look at the comments for now, then, just because uh, everyone yeah. personally won't. Yeah, if you guys yeah. want to edit out those comments. Yeah, let, let, me, let me close that. <laughs> There's no way I could check that, though, but um, we're going to start off with some Trust us. trivia. Okay, so this trivia revolves around housing space. Oh, now, Christ. I'm sure you guys probably already memorized all the housing space in the game for all the troops. But did you know that the sub-troops in the game also have a housing space, but are nowhere yes, listed? They're for the Eagle Artillery, aren't they? To determine and, for, and for Springs, too, it would matter. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, and for the Clone Spell. Oh, yeah. I want to see if you guys know what that is, what those are for each of these. Oh, your answer, your answer is going to be no, but I'll give it a stab. <laughs> okay, so the first one's pretty easy. Um, three of these subtroops all have the same housing space. It's uh, skeletons, bats, and frost mites. So one, I assume. Yeah, I think it's one. one as well. Okay, yeah, all three of those are one. That was a pretty easy okay, one. Okay, that, that's good. Now, <laughs> moving up, Lava Pups and Ice Pups both have the same amount of housing space. Since you're I'm asking gonna... in a different I'm question. Gonna say, I'm going to go with two. Yeah, I'm, I would go. I would, I would <laughs> guess two as well. You think two? You don't think three or four? Well, no, I would two. say two. Yeah, you are right. It is yeah. two. <laughs> all right. So I guess the next one. <laughs> Next one is Yeti Mites. See, I thought those would be one as well, but they're not. Yeah. Yeti Mites, um, uh, you get like, what, 10 ish for a max Yeti? Yeah, I'm going to say three. Do I'm going to go five? Screw it. Uh, five? No way. Oh, wow. Sam's jumping up to five. Five, yeah, five is I'm huge. Five. Yeti Mites is three housing okay. space. Right. All right, next up. Uh, our newest troop in the game, the Super Hog Rider, it splits into two oh, sub-troops, uh, the Super Hog and the Super Rider. They both do have the same housing space. What do you guys think it is? I think it's 10. Those are going to be five each. Rick is right again. Yeah, it's five each. Wow. Right. Uh, I don't even know, <laughs> I, which is bad because I use them. I actually don't know what housing space just Super Hog Riders take. So if they're 10, that is already embarrassing for so, me. So uh, they are 12, and then, 12, and, then right. it, so, and then it splits into like basically like the Hog and the Rider. So I would think they're yeah. more in line with like a Super Barb and, uh, and a Hog Rider itself. And that's why I got five. Alright, next up is the Golemites. So when the Golem splits into its three Golemites. Oh, uh... I'm trying to remember if they can get sprung. So this time I am going 10. I think these are 15. 15? Wow, you guys both a little bit too high. A Golemite is only 6. Really? Huh? Yes. Alright, now there's one more left. Oof. The big boy from the Super Witch. What do you guys think? Ooh, those. Young yeah, I'm going with 20. Uh, they don't get sprung, so they got to be over 18, I think, is a max spring. So it's it's probably 
20. I don't think it would be 25, but it's probably it's 20. Yep, you guys are both okay. correct. It is 20, and that is the last thing. one. Nice job. Man, I could have scored Golemites uh, for 50. Get all those correct, except uh, yeah, Golemites are actually six. That's tiny. Eh? Yeah, I did uh, think that was pretty small. Is it, I, no, I guess well, both can hit a spring trap and both get sprung. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it. I think it really just comes down to the clone spell, um, is where most of the balancing goes for housing space. I guess so. Yeah. Right. Well, that's some uh, good trivia. I don't know actually who won. Uh, me and Rick there. I think Rick. Yeah, Rick did get two more. Damn it! Well, next time. Next time. Uh, but yeah, let's start off with our first discussion of the day. Um, overall, though, we've been getting three big quality of life related threads um, in the last month or two. And we're starting to think that this might be leading to a large quality of life update coming uh, later this year. What do you guys think? I mean, I'd be shocked if it wasn't. <laughs> Last fall was a quality of life one too, right? Um, I I think it was last summer. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, it was uh, the removing troop costs, wasn't it? That was uh, I I just remember that being the headline thing, whichever update that was. I know autumn. Autumn was Tunnel fifteen, so yeah. not autumn. Yeah, Tunnel fifteen was October, and then there was right before Worlds in September. They would, like they nerfed the RC a little bit, but it was like two little balance changes. It may, yeah, maybe it was summer. Yeah, I think it was. Supercell has put out like three big discussion topics recently that, that we're going to talk about. Little after the Town Hall 15 update, they said, hey, like, go ask your communities and see if they have suggestions for, for, for Capitol Hall stuff and quality of life changes. They've also asked us to, uh, Derry made a post uh, d- soliciting feedback for changes to the recruiting tool for, for in-game. And then also yesterday they put out a poll uh, looking at uh, options at revamping the in-game chat too. So given those three big topics they want feedback on, I think all signs are pointing towards like a ca- a quality of life update as the next big topic. Yeah, I mean, should we start with the first uh, kind of threads and work our way down you know, the, in terms of uh, the de- time they announce them? Yeah, let's do it that way. Right, so let's start with the capital and quality of life suggestions. This is just a general uh, you know, plea for advice here. Um, because it makes sense to kind of uh, separate them out. So because the rest of this will all be quality of life, let's start with cap- kind capital, get out of the way. Uh, so should we go through the kind of top responses we saw from that thread? On Reddit, we posted a big thread saying, hey, like, what do you guys want out of, out of the capital for future updates and as well as quality of life stuff? So I went through that thread. It's probably a month old at this point, but I went through and I looked at all of yeah. the top responses. Like the top thing that, that Reddit requested for the clan capital was the ability to switch districts without backing out and going to a new one. Just just kind of like the arrows on a war map, how you can go through bases like that. I think that's just an easy yes. <laughs> that, Absolutely. That should be others. And I'd be surprised if they yeah, didn't. Especially like, uh, like I, and I hate it too, how you have to back out. Uh, just because I, I want to scroll through districts and look for the cheapest upgrades possible. And it's just yeah. extra like extra clicks that all add up, and it's annoying. What a, what a tough life we lead. <laughs> I know. Um, it, so the next top requested item was uh, less focus on the leaderboard. 
I think it's actually created a really toxic kind of problem in Clan Capital where there's this obsession with getting the most skills because you get on top of the leaderboard and you know, who there's a leaderboard there in theory for a reason who doesn't want to be at the top but then that leads to you know that that leads to problems where people do not want to clean up a base which has say 10% left because they just think oh okay well I'm not going to get as much Clan Capital goals I'll look worse on leaderboards that's not great whereas realistically it doesn't matter at all because it all goes to the same place, well, in theory, unless you leave the clan. And it, I think it's. I think they should just remove it. I, I don't. I don't know what less focus would actually entail. But I say, just scrap it. You do not need a leaderboard there. I like the idea of a leaderboard because it does encourage like competition among among the clan, and you know, like being the one who does the best is is cool, and it's going to encourage people to try harder. But also, I don't know that Capital Gold is the way to go about it because that also incentivizes people doing crummy things like leaving 99% bases and and something else. So I remember what I suggested back then was change the leaderboard to stars instead of Capital Gold because then um, cleaning up those 99% gets you a star. You know, it, it's better for the clan and then you getting extra Capital Gold somewhere else that someone is going to get and donate to the same capital eventually anyway. I would like to see changes like that. I think this current system doesn't really work particularly well. The next highest requested thing, rework Dragon Cliffs. Dragon Cliffs is very healthy for Clan Capital. The fact that it's so unique and people don't want to attack it, that's actually really healthy. They need to kind of apply that type of situation to all the other districts so they're all unique in their own way and people have different reasons not to attack or to attack them. Um, so yeah, I think Dragon Cliffs is actually really healthy for oh, yeah, capital. it's it's cool because it's the one that you can't really get away with with graveyard spell spam. Exactly. Um, like depending on the layout too, you actually have to think about what you're doing. I, I like it a lot. I wouldn't want to see it go the other extreme where each one requires its own special strategy, where like you're always hitting Dragon Cliffs with sneaky archers, uh, or you're always hitting barbarian. W- whatever it is, uh, with with a different army. The rest of them are a little smaller, uh, but the ability to put notes and flags on districts was highly requested. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of like that feature, like, why not add it, you know? I, I know, I, I get annoyed too, because uh, there's a couple bozos in our clan who, like, I will, I, I will hit a district and go and I'll make small adjustments to my army to try and finish it off, and then someone else, like, will snipe it and and finish it off, and it's, you know, it's not the end of the world, but it is kind of annoying. So just being able to put a flag on it, even if it only lasts for two minutes, would be nice. Uh, Also, we've got donate uh, CCs uh, from Capital Screen. That's another, yeah. Yeah, just having to move move chats to do that kind of stuff always sucks. I mean, that that is a pure quality of life feature right there, isn't it? I mean, that is literally, you you don't need it. We're all just being lazy, but it would be great. Uh, can Capital build a clan rank? Uh, I think that'll definitely be coming because I think Darren has indicated that they would like to do this. The first week Clan Capital was released, um, there were so many posts on the subreddit asking for like a Capital or Clan Architect role. Right, and then, uh, so the final thing, uh, layout links for Capital. Uh, what do you guys think? You know, I I think that's great because I know a lot of clans don't like building. Um, same with our own bases. We kind of get them from online or from friends or whatever. But I did see someone say that that it would be healthier for Clan Capital if it forced you to build your own bases. What do you guys think about that? 
So I was also kind of just considering that, that it might, you know, everyone will just kind of end up with the same pre-made, you know, links that are copied, shared, spread across the internet uh, for weeks and weeks. But equally, that's what everyone else is doing, right? Like, that is what we've got right now. We've got the bases the game gave to us. I mean, sure, some people will have tweaked them. Some people would have had some more proactive members who've tried to change the base. But 99% of the bases I hit you know, on each district all look the same. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, too. I know, like, initially I was like, I don't, I don't want shared layouts because I don't want to hit the same, uh, like, the, the same four bases all the time. But that's exactly what we're doing anyway. It's just we're hitting the, the, the default layout. Yeah, exactly. We're hitting the, the Itsu layout, and that's it. And I think the issue is that you just don't have that many people in the community who are that dedicated clan capital base builders. I mean... Like, you know, base builders are few and far between in general on the home village. Clan capital base builders? I can't imagine many exist at all. And they're just having to do the painstaking thing we all had to do years ago on the home village, which is just copying, you know, moving all the tiles. And uh, I wanted to add a quick last one to the clan capital list, and that is custom leagues. I know Builder Base just got their own leagues. Um, so hopefully one day we could get custom capital leagues because I know right now they just use the leagues from Home Village. Yeah, but I know that's not really a huge thing. I see a lot of people requesting. Equally, so does CWL. Right, should we move on to the uh, quality of life features? Number one, which I think is actually my comment, I'm pretty sure, was the opting out of Legends League. Uh, I think it was quite helpful that this. Spreads came up around the time that the Tunnel 15 content refresh was released because I was currently sitting in Legends League absolutely stuck and you know not I, I wanted to farm for my heroes I didn't want to be in Legends League and I I think I had to wait three four days just of just you know sitting there basically not attacking I tried to sneaky goblin farm but you know it's not great just sitting to wait out of Legends and that it's it's a pain in the ass right any other league, you can just drop, you can kill your trophies, you can kill thousands in an hour. Legends League, you have to rely on other people attacking and taking you down, especially when you get into the lower ends of Legends, you're sitting around 5,000 to 5,100 trophies. You're not getting hit much, and it, and then it becomes a really, really painful process if that's Legends League. Uh, I don't know if anyone's made any convincing arguments why it shouldn't be a thing, though. It probably depends on how matchmaking works. I just really hope they get to it too, because getting out of legends is a real pain in the butt. Uh, what have we got next on the list? Okay, free CCs for uh, friendly challenges or friendly wars. It's like as far as a, a quality of life kind of thing goes, it would be nice. Like you're you're getting a free army. Your heroes aren't dying. Yeah, you can change your entire army and save yourself forty five minutes there, but you're still affected by the ten minute cooldown. So I I don't see like a reason to require you to to use a real CC in, for those kind of things either. I don't know. Yeah, I just think with now raid medals and whatnot, it is much easier as well to quickly get a CC for a friendly challenge or for a friendly war. But then, yeah, you know, once again, it's a quality of life feature. It's not actually meant to be that important. It's just meant to be nice. Uh, carry on with the theme of friendly challenges. Uh, the next. Uh, big request was for multiple chances at FCs and I think this possibly could link into the new chat features uh, discussion we're going to have a bit later but once again seems solid 
what else we got? Clan alliances, right? That that is a huge thing, and I think one a thing that's been requested for absolutely ages. We've been hearing about that for decades. Yeah, I think we'd actually require an entire pod to discuss what clan alliances could actually mean. But I don't know if anyone has some quick mm-hmm. thoughts they want to fly off. I'm so over clan alliances, to be honest. I feel like they're this abstract concept which people talk about, yet no one's really agreed how to implement them. So I think that would take Supercell a while if they were to do so. Uh, especially because I, I expect it would require a whole rework of the back ends, for example, how chats work and uh, you know, how people are assigned to some sort of guild or clan. So it, while it's nice and it would benefit some clans, it wouldn't benefit possibly the majority of clans. So I'm not sure if that would be up there on the priority list of Supercell. Uh, next one, we have flag slash notes visible while scouting. Uh, that, that would be incredibly helpful as... I think a lot of the time I end up, I always just uh, click through the bases, not exiting back onto the warm map when I'm looking for a base to attack. These are, there's a lot of things here that Boom Beach does really well. Getting multiple chances at friendly challenges, it, when you put, when you put a friendly challenge up, it just, there's like a little drop down menu and you can see all the different people who've hit it and watch those replays and see how they did. And you can also do it multiple times for yourself as long as it's in chat. And then also having flags and notes visible while you're scouting a base. Boom Beach does that too. It's just a tiny little note button that expands to like a short little same length note that you see in the war base. You can look at it while you're looking at the base too. Sounds like a good plan. Or a good idea, I should say. And then the final one, at least the final one which we've got on our list here, is a hero wake-up potion. I mean, it would be convenient. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I mean, a potion, how would that even work? I feel like it's a one-time thing. Like a potion that if your hero is upgrading, your it will wake them up for, for an hour. So you could do war attacks or do whatever. And then oh. yeah, and, and, and then, then they go back to upgrading later. So like, no way, no way in hell that ever happens. They always say, like, the reason you can't use heroes is not so we can sell hero books. It's so there has to be some kind of trade-off. To, to upgrading yeah. heroes and being more powerful, which is garbage because it's a it's a hundred percent about selling gems and hero books, and packs and everything else. It's yeah, it's sales. Yeah, absolutely. But is anyone wanting to add something? Yeah, there was one thing I wanted to add too. Is that um, this personally drives me nuts in in our clans too? Is when people are doing like clone based attacks, they will want empty cc space in their cc so they'll say like like please don't fill the last two space or you know don't fill whatever so they're not accidentally cloning your garbage right then it leaves that open request in chat all day long and i hate it so being able to request like nothing or just block off those spaces as not donatable so you don't have to go through and delete your own stuff before you use it because you're going to forget and you're going to clone basic minions or whatever and then it doesn't have to annoy 49 other people in clan chat either. Yeah, solid stuff. Spencer, have you got anything you'd like to add to your... Do you have a nice little quality of life shopping list that you feel something has missed, been missed out on? Um, No, not really. Yeah, we can go through the top recruiting requests. So uh, this is a thread Darian posted. I will drop a link to if you're if you're curious. But uh, the number one most upvoted request on there was uh, language filtering too. So if you are an English speaker, ideally it's not going to show you clans that mainly speak a different language. 
uh, or while you're searching for clans or players, uh, ideally the new recruiting tool would direct you towards players who speak a similar uh, primary language. Sounds sounds like a sensible change. I, mean, I think it's worth like prefacing this whole discussion with the fact that the recruiting tool right now is a really big, not issue, but a really big eyesore for most of the community. And I think Supercell as well. I think no one has ever praised the recruiting system uh, much, especially as it kind of came in as a result of Global being removed, and that obviously carried some um, emotional upsets amongst many people. And also Supercell isn't happy with it at all. I think Darren has multiple times stated that they really do want to change it. So I think it's reasonable to expect a lot of this hopefully will be implemented, or at least there will be some big overhaul. We don't know exactly how, how it works or that it works. Uh, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that they have allegedly been fixing and, and, and addressing over the years since they removed Global and introduced this. If we had better insight into how it, how it worked, we could probably give better feedback on what we want it to do because like, we don't know to what extent it's already doing some of this anyway. Yeah. But. Um, Spencer had the second most upvoted request on that thread too about clan and player profiles. So do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, you know, I've been a clan leader for years and these have always kind of been in the back of my mind. So I was really excited to see that uh, Darian was asking for people's um, suggestions. And so um, I put in four suggestions and the first one was uh, more customizable clan profiles. And um, that's just basically giving us more um, characters to type in our profiles or maybe even a rules tab, just more customization for when people come and they view your clan page. And it, and it could tell you more about the clan rather than just, I don't know the character limit, maybe it's 150, but right now I feel like it's pretty limited for everything that clans want to um, offer, especially if there's a Discord and alliances, stuff like that, you know? What do you guys think? I think it's it's you could maybe more create proper recruitment ads within the game itself because obviously people do create quite elaborate uh, recruiting posts outside the game, right? Like uh, if you just look in this Discord channel or sorry, Discord server as an example, people uh, create quite intricate recruiting ads in the recruitment channels. And if you could kind of work something like that into the actual game you know maybe let people import an image i know that would create headaches with content moderation everything and possibly could be a pipe dream but in that sort of fashion let people advertise their clan in a more enticing way rather than having to really uh fiddle with all the like how you can use emojis within the description and etc because yeah you can do that but it's just not really intuitive Anything that's going to give us more information is is better. Things that are like auto assigned based on the actual stats of your account would be cool too. Because you know I can make a I can make a town hall three and and call myself a veteran CWL you know war hero whatever. And you know as long as it's self selected too, you're never going to know for sure. But <laughs> if it automatically assigns those things to my profile based on certain thresholds and you know per town hall or whatever that's there's a that's a lot more actionable info when you're looking to determine if a player's right to accepting your clan or not the last one I, I typed out on my list probably the largest change or feature um would be kind of uh, sam kind of mentioned it a little bit an ad board or a bulletin board in game where people could post their clan 
um, and it could be updated by region or, or filtered really easily. And that would be very similar to the uh, recruiting yeah. subreddit that is already linked in game. Yeah, it it kind of feels like, and we're going to talk about this in the next section a lot too, but anything that a different service already provides in a much better way, I don't know if it's worth their time chasing that down. So, you know, like, I don't know if they if it's worth their time for them to make a worse version of their recruiting subreddit or a worse version of, like, Discord recruiting uh, to try and do it in-game. Uh, but also, you know, it's probably not like them to just throw in the towel too much uh, and say, oh, well, you have other services. That's not really a good corporate answer either. Yeah, especially because I wouldn't say that the vast majority of Clash Clans players have, well, not that they don't have access, but are actually aware of all those different services. For example, this Discord server, as great as it may be, has about 100,000 uh, members, maybe just above. And... Well, that's a lot. It's not that much when you think about the entire Clash community. And then, obviously, the recruit subreddit will have some more people, but I expect there's a lot of um, a lot of crossover between the users of, say, this Discord and that subreddit. So, overall, while other services, yes, they do maybe provide a slightly better service, if a lot of people aren't using that service, then I think something, even if it's slightly better, is, uh, uh, sorry, slightly worse, is better than nothing. Just the things that it does very, very poorly, it will show you players that have full inboxes, so you can't recruit them anyway, even if you do like them. Uh, it will also show you dead clans that, that are just not very active, that are just because they are recruiting for your town hall doesn't mean it. Like a tool should be able to show you. If they haven't done a war in six months, and, and you can scroll up and see 1,400 days worth of chat messages, Like it shouldn't be showing you those clans either. Uh, and then another theme of a lot of these requests too was basically some version of bringing back global you know having like a, a separate tab of chat just for recruiting where you can talk to each other right. like that's just global um and that's and that's never going to happen uh well they were uh recommending global but with pre-made messages that you choose from at that point, I'd much rather go with Spencer's idea of the kind of advertising system. Yeah, I don't know. It's just spam at that point. Like, no one's going to read it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, 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 can't, you can't distinguish yourself, right, with primo messages. There is no... Compa- you, you know, if, say, the primo message is, come join my clan. If everyone is saying, come join my clan, you're not really standing out there. Uh, do you guys have any other suggestions for for a recruiting tool that you would want to see that we didn't already cover? Uh, I think I covered all the bases pretty well. I think Spencer's comments as well certainly had a lot of uh, features which I might have uh, thought, you know thought of in part as well. So I think he did a very good job at bringing that all together. So no, I think I have anything else to add. All right. All right, and then I guess one thing I would want to see too is that when you reject someone, I would like to be able to send them a message. Other than just, you know, they get the little inbox message that says your request to join yeah. is denied. Uh, I think being able to type something out would be be awesome be, because especially if you have a clan family, too, where you can um, like I'm in Trample Damage's clan and he has like eight clans. So if we get a good looking Town Hall 13 that requests to us, uh, we either have to accept him and then talk to him for a minute, you know, hope he's online uh, and then and say, hey, like maybe you should go to a different clan. But if we could just reject and say, hey, search out good guys number four because they take town hall 13s or whatever, 
then th- th- I don't know, just that's something small that would help recruiting, at least for clans with multiple fa- the families with multiple clans. Yeah, very good. But that brings us to yesterday's news. Supercell dropped a, a big Google Doc survey, which I will link in the show notes here too. But it was specifically requesting uh, feedback on a lot of different ideas they had for changing chat up in game too. Yeah, should we kind of go through each of the? Because obviously it wasn't more, it wasn't really an open response thing like all these other threads have been. It was a closed uh, response Google Docs. So should we go through all the different things they kind of asked us to rate? Yeah, sure. There were um, thirteen options too, and they said, "Hey, how excited does this idea make yeah. you?" You know, how how excited does this idea make you? And at the end, they say, pick your top three of those 13 that, that you want to see the most, too. But uh, just real quick through the list, and we can talk about whichever specific one you, you guys want to. But um, updating the look of clan chat, with not a whole lot of details yeah, there. Sure. A portrait mode, like a full a full screen portrait mode for chat. Adding emotes, giving people profile pictures, ch- chat reactions, uh, replies to specifically people that would probably tag them. I'm also directly tagging people, starting threads, uh, changing the font size, auto-translate, uh, new chat tabs, and pinning uh, pinning messages and polls for all of them, too. So of those, uh, which which ones did you guys mark down as your top three, at least? So tagging mm-hmm. was a big one for me. Uh, I think that would be incredibly helpful, especially for clans who don't have an organized Discord server set up to go, hey, you need to do your war hits, get the hell on. Um Threads, I think, would also be incredibly helpful. Uh, just in terms of, say, say you're sitting in clan chat trying to talk, uh, teach someone an attack. Do you take up all the clan chat? And if anyone, anyone needs to try say something in between you, that isn't happening, right? So if you can just go off into a separate thread, because realistically, no one else particularly cares about your conversation. If they do, they can just have a look at the thread as well. So keeping it kind of contained would be uh, really nice. No, um, the tagging was my first one to to be able to send people direct notifications. Uh, that was huge. Like that's the main reason I think clans need an outside communication app yeah. like Discord now. It, I mean, through the years, it's you know there was like Kick and GroupMe and Line and Band and a, a million other ones. Uh, but j- tagging, being able to directly message people and make sure they get a notification on their phone, to log in and do their war hits or whatever. That's the biggest change that chat needs to happen, in my opinion. Then I also said um, pinned messages would be great. That's another yeah. thing Boom Beach does really well because uh, uh, it, it throws it right in your face. It's kind of redundant with clan mail, but if you pin it in chat, it really it just shows you directly. And it's uh, there, there are a ton of people who don't read clan, chat or clan mail for some stupid reason. I mean, they could kind of integrate it, right? They could maybe say when you're sending a clan mail, just have a little tick box saying, do you want to pin this message? Yeah, yeah. Um, that'd be cool. Just some version of like highlighting a short specific message to ensure someone's gonna actually open it too. Because there are crazy people out there who have four hundred thousand unread emails, and like I don't, I don't understand them. How you can have that little red badge and not immediately click it and check it? It's <laughs> my brain doesn't allow those things to sit. I mean, most of my emails are complete junk, so that's why I don't really check them. But yeah. Kind of similar to you guys, I was I put uh, tagging in my top three and polls and, and stuff like that. But one thing I do want to mention 
um, specifically for emotes and profile pictures. You know, uh, emotes are already very popular in um, in uh, Clash Royale and profile pictures. I know they already exist in Clash Mini. But um, when when I see those two suggestions, I just think of you know those are some cosmetics that they'll throw in the past or that they'll they'll probably sell for a, a few bucks. And so um, I don't necessarily want to see that type of those type of cosmetics come to the game, um, especially because profile pictures are probably the least needed thing on that list. They don't necessarily add um, much of anything to a client chat. Yeah, I, I saw it as kind of unnecessary bloat, right? I think Clash of Clans isn't a messaging app. You don't need a bunch of that kind of crap associated with it because I think things like, uh, especially emojis and reactions, profile pictures are less obtrusive, but things like, you know, uh, emotes or, sorry, yeah, not emojis, emotes and reactions, they just clutter the chats and they're inherently spammy. And I just don't think that's a service to a clan chat, which... Yeah, it's it's just annoying. E- emotes are consistently called out as one of the most toxic things about Clash Royale. Yeah. Um and and it's also something you can disable too so so you won't see them, which is it is it's nice but like I don't see a benefit to having it in clan chat. Yeah, I don't know like reactions I think are okay. You know, you get get some thumbs up from people or whatever. I don't know. I don't, it's not needed. I think they need to focus on the core issues that drive people out to out to discord uh basically right now is the main one right yeah but you know just make ensuring people see messages and and get messages and tagging them and notifications and those kind of things are really really what clans who don't have a discord need the most so hopefully that's what they focus on and not turning clan chat into some giant emoji mess yeah, ultimately, Discord isn't going to be replaced, right? Because it does just offer that extra functionality, which Clan Chat just can't really offer without being its entire separate service. And at that point, that's Discord, right? You know, things like all the channels, bots, just the entire, you know, ecosystem of it. It, it can't be translated, right? So I think Clash should focus on, you know, like you said, finding those main driving features to make sure all players then do have similar access, things like tagging and whatnot, but then also realize that they are not a messaging service. You know, they're not, that isn't their, the main role and they don't really need a bunch of crap like emojis, profile pictures, or sorry, emotes, reactions, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else you guys wanted to, wanted to add about chat? Uh, not really. My main thing is just don't make it too bloated. Don't make it so obtrusive that it's just spammy. That is my, my main hope for Supercell. In other Clash news, too, the Chinese Golden Ticket Tournament is going on. Uh, yeah. We just saw uh, the final, the the second to final round, right? And the finals are coming this weekend, are they not? I, I honestly... I'm not really sure. I haven't been following after <laughs> I after I briefly saw the caliber of attacks. I didn't think it was within my interest to. I've seen a lot of people saying that they were terrible attacks, and um, some of them were. But all the highlight reels I saw too weren't really all that bad. Uh, it, well, that's because you saw it, the highlights. It was yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was weird though how they're still playing on on the last version they haven't gotten the town hall 15 refresh update yet yeah mm-hmm. so i assume that'll 
they'll have that by the time Worlds comes around. But even then, they have had less practice on the new meta. I mean, there's entire troops they don't have right now. And it is weird, right? It's uh, it's possible, and you could potentially say actually unfair to those Chinese teams. It does feel like they're kind of being set up to fail, it, mm. depending on when they get the update to. Because for them to compete, obviously, in Worlds, they're going to have to play on the same version of the game. Uh, so depending on when, when they get it, how long they have to play with it and get comfortable with it, um, design new base meta stuff like it i don't know it's i i was kind of hoping that they they would like have their own cool new tricks that that would blow the rest of the world away but it's really looking like they're just going to be a little behind the times so Mm. if they show up to worlds and they're the first team out it's it's going to be like really kind of supercell's fault for setting them up to fail uh, you know, and, and I know there's a lot of like regulatory stuff why why they don't get updates as fast in China and everything too. But they still, Supercell still signed off on this concept of giving China their own world ticket tournament. So it kind of feels they're doing a disservice to those players by, uh, by, yeah, just giving them a letting them continue to play a separate version of the game. So hopefully they get it soon and can be competitive. Otherwise, it's just like what was the whole point. Yeah, and I mean, while the topic has gone kind of quiet recently, from what we heard more when this China stuff, the server splits was really coming into force, uh, the, the game was basically dying there, essentially. You know, they weren't getting updates, there was no loot, you know, because there just aren't, you, you're cut off from a huge majority of the player base. So, a possible explanation for why some attacks got worse is just, there just aren't as many people playing it. You know, JX Tiger. Uh, who won Worlds in, what, 2021? They've gone from being the world's winners to now, oh, look at these Chinese Chinese teams, they can't even get the town hall, right? So clearly, those great players either aren't playing at all anymore or are just completely uninterested in the competitive scene because of what Superstar's done. Yeah, there's... um. Uh, someone's asking why China hasn't gotten the last update yet. It's because a lot of the regulation in China... Uh, they didn't like how how open communication in clan chat was for the game. There's a lot of cultural differences too. Uh, one of the things that was most immediately apparent in watching those attacks was uh, the skeleton spell is green instead of red, and that's um, there's some cultural stuff there that I don't fully understand, but I just I know enough to say oh it's some cultural stuff with red yeah. red and skeletons and etc. Yeah, I know. It's just it takes a lot longer to get things approved in China, and there's probably a lot less support. But uh, even though Supercell's owned by Tencent, <laughs> which you would think they would kind of be be able to keep it up to date, but who knows? I don't know. Anyway, it was it was weird, um, and just hopefully things are going to be fair when the world uh, comes up. But I guess speaking of worlds too, we just got news on that this morning. Yeah, so we just got news that uh, basically, you know, half an hour ago, an hour ago, that there would be uh, the four golden ticket qualifiers going ahead to give out uh, the other half of the golden tickets uh, for the World Championship Finals. So we don't have exact dates yet, but we do know they'll happen in September, and we do know they'll last six weeks. Format seems pretty standard, uh, similar to how they've done it in years past uh, with you know, uh, teams entering in a knockouts competition, or I think it's a ladder first, 
then it goes double elimination, then it goes to a Swiss stage, then another Swiss stage, then double elimination, and then you get the golden tickets. So it's pretty standard stuff to what they've done in the last year. Uh, admittedly, I think a bit later on, but that is because Worlds is a bit later on, so translates nicely. Uh, which clearly shows they're quite happy with the format they had last year and are, I guess, intending to stick with it fairly comfortably in years to come. Yeah, uh, I didn't, I haven't heard any complaints about you know doing four community tournaments essentially, and then yeah, um, a big long tournament like that's open to basically everyone. Uh, if you think you're gonna play and you think you actually have a have a shot, uh, make sure you have a passport. I guess that screwed uh, passport and visa mm-hmm. issues screwed a qualifying team last year because it's it's real short notice between the end of that tournament and the beginning of Worlds is gonna be. Uh, so it's going to, if it's starting early September, we know the exact date, and it's going to last six weeks. So mid-October to end of November finals is six weeks. So if you're in the U.S., yeah. you're not getting a passport in six weeks. It's not going to happen. Uh, but also, I think most of the people listening to this probably aren't in the in the situation where realistically they're going to qualify for Worlds and not have a passport. Oh, you never yeah, know. know. If, if you, on the off chance you do think that's you, get your passport now, because it takes, it's going to take probably, Three, four months. Wow. Does it take that long? In the US, yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh, we got uh my wife's one earlier this year and it was like thirteen weeks. So yeah, I think that's all the news sort of golden ticket stuff. Uh we're kind of nearing the end of the pod right now. Uh do you want to quickly talk about the Tower fifteen, how we're finding the meta? Yeah, too. And and I do want to hit all these hit rate stats too. Um Okay, yeah, go, go. We'll at least do that. So maybe not going right. to an in-depth discussion. So, yeah, I know. There's been uh, the update is the the Town Hall 15 update refresh is just over a month old now, right? Uh, it yes. was June 12th, the day of the the day of the Reddit protest, I think, right? One of the main stated goals of that update was to increase the hit rate for you know for for all kinds of players, uh, and. We got a ton of stuff just to increase offensive power and not a whole lot of stuff increasing defensive power. Like, yeah, eagle level, scatter level are, are you know, like those help those help you defend. Uh, the, the blimp nerf was kind of big. But overall, everyone kind of agrees offense is, is more powerful too. So there's been a lot of discussion over how much the hit rate is actually going to change. So there is a pretty cool site that we've talked about before uh, for this, <laughs> for, for talking about uh, attacks rate, attack rates and champs, at least called clashbot.net. It's awesome too. Uh, Itsu had a video out last week where he was saying that like tribes overall hit rate went up 7%. Uh, the pro teams overall, their, their hit rate went up 10%. So before the update, it was about like over, over all the top teams, it was about a 43% hit rate of for getting three stars. And now that's up to 53%. But uh, obviously, that's like pros. The way I went about finding uh, finding this out is uh, you can go to Clashbot and you can look at historical three star rates and t- and two star and one star rates for every different league broken out. Um, it's it's harder once you start looking at town halls, but if you look at champs one and champs two, those are almost exclusively town hall fifteens. So those stats should be pretty good. Uh, the three star rate in champs one. July CDB well was 30%, and the two star rate was 61%. Uh, 
And uh, I also went back to look at June and May, uh, and those are basically the same. Those are both pre-update, and the stats are essentially the same. So in in Champs 1, the three-star rate increased after the update by only 2 to 3%. Right, which isn't huge, because, you know, when, I guess if you think about it, it's a big offense update. That isn't a huge meta shift. Comparing that 3% increase in what I'll call more casual players. I don't know if Champs 1 has a lot of casuals. It's Can't people who are best. good at the game, obviously. Uh, so, like, uh, and also, like, the difference in Champs 1 and Champs 2 is, is pretty huge, too. But, um, again, like, we, this is something we talked about months ago, where Champs 1 seems to have a lot more clans that are full of, like, Town Hall 9s and stuff, because people will farm up Champs 1 clans and sell them, and then... Uh, the people who buy them are full of Town Hall 8s, 9s, and 10s, and then they just get slaughtered on the way down. Like Every month that we spent in Champs 1, there was at least one, sometimes two of those clans. So the three-star rate in Champs 1 gets a little inflated. Champs 2 has a, a lot more clans, so those those ones that are dropping their way through uh, are less of an influence on the overall stats. But the Champs 2 three-star rate in July was only 19%. Wow. That was still up 3% from... From previous months, so, so it went from 16 to 19 percent. It's not as big of an offense buff for the casual player that a lot of people are have been claiming lately. Yeah, I mean, I still think triples shouldn't be that high because obviously a triple should be something that is actually earned and not just given to you by the game. But I mean, especially for champs, those rates still do seem fairly low. Obviously, it's going to take the casual player a lot more time to get comfortable with the new troops. Yeah. Uh, there are people who are still... It's, it's, only, it's only been a month, so there are people who still don't have max heroes and still don't have all the max troops, and, and you know, casual players aren't doing FCs constantly, so they're going to be less comfortable with all the new stuff and, and the emerging metas. So, you know, some, it's going to count for some of that, too. I, I bet if we look in August and in September that three-star rate's going to continue to climb, but it's not going to be as stark as it will be for the pro rate. There are some, there are some pros that have 70, 80% three-star rates wow. too. It's ridiculous. Like there are some people who just see the game differently <laughs> and take it to a whole new, yeah. a whole new level. That's but huge. as far as helping the average player or the more casual player, I don't know that this update has done enough for that yet. Hmm. Well, I guess we can maybe dive more into that. Uh, in the next pod and have a proper discussion about the Tunnel 15 meta. Yeah, for sure. Anything else anyone said? Uh, yeah, so our July event is called the uh, 99% 1 star challenge where you try your best to get a 99% 1 star. That's every building except the Town Hall. Uh, so if you do destroy the Town Hall, your attack is disqualified. We have prizes, uh, gold passes, uh, Discord Nitro and even five golden tickets will be given out. These are not the golden tickets for uh, Clash Clans Esports. These are golden tickets for our events. If you don't know anything about that, I recommend joining the event server so you could participate in the event and see what golden tickets are about. Awesome. Uh, yeah, sounds like a really cool event. Rick, do you have any shout outs or anything you want to mention? Yeah, I just want to shout out Spencer here and the rest of the event server team for the amazing job they've done coming up with events and running them over the last year, as well as planning out the entire next year of events and our version of the Golden Ticket Tournament. 
Uh, many thanks to you guys and Sam, who kind of helps, I guess, but also Liam, Noob, Cart, uh, and also the Discord bonds too. Uh, Hockey, Anthony, and there's there's probably more. There's a whole bunch of people helping out, and they all do some pretty great work. So you guys are crushing it. Please keep it up. And anyone who wants to join the server too, again, uh, like almost every week, that link is in the show notes. Yeah, thank you to everyone who listened uh, to the podcast today. If you want to listen to this again, for whatever reason, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you want, and have a listen there. Uh, we, we should be back in two weeks-ish. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks. All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll try and get a more regular regular time going. It's just, it's summer, people are off doing stuff, so it's been it's been hard. All right, take it easy, everyone.